Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Georgian-born pianist and composer Georgi Mitkatze. We caught up with him at the original school that taught him jazz in Georgia to discover how far he has come, and specifically his new 2024 CD, Face to Face, Georgian Songbook Volume 1. He started out following a well-trodden path on the way to becoming a successful jazz musician, which is leaving home for the United States, studying at a prestigious music school like Berkeley and the Manhattan School of Music, winning music competitions and jazz fellowships, and performing with many of the music's legendary figures like Jack DeJohnette, Roy Hargrove, Dave Liebman, and so many others. He's got quite a story. Enjoy. Well, cool, man. Well, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. And before we get into the, your new material, I want to cover what we lived through for the last three and a half years or so, which has been this pandemic. How did you survive it and how did it change you? Well, I would never imagine in my age to become a professor at Berkeley. So that's what happened after COVID pretty much. So I I used to live in LA having, having a, like a career and building different projects. Um uh, but in 2021, I got this offer from Berkeley, so I moved to Boston. Uh, and during the pandemic time, I spent most of my time in Tbilisi, Georgia, here with my parents, family members. So it was nothing was happening good in U.S., so I was in between. And uh, it's it's actually, I feel COVID for us was done last summer kind of when kind of everything went back to normal new normal yeah yeah so does it feel good to have new material out with the songbook how does it feel to have a new album out well i had these arrangements done a while ago back in 2017 some of them and uh after these arrangements, I made my first album, which was very different than these. It was microtonal music with David Fusinski, who is um, who was my colleague. I mean, who was my professor and after colleague, and um, we had a session together with Jack DeJanet in his micro jazz project. And because of I do a lot with uh, music with a uh, a lot with a uh, folk uh, folk, uh, my music is heavily. In, influenced by Georgian folk music, uh, I made this kind of a fusion-ish microgems album, uh, but I did not have much success because it came out right on 2020, 28th February. So <laughs> it, it had a lots of reviews, but I could not keep with this. So uh, it took some time, and you know, I started. Um, mm, making this like trio project playing in a different venues and uh finally i decided to record in paris with francois muta and uh, rafael panier rafael panier was my classmate at berkeley and after we both moved in new york city while i was doing my master's at um Manhattan school of music um so i decided to record with these crazy great musicians and uh, I got the deal from the label, Pee Wee Record. Um, uh, it's from Paris. Vincent Mahe is the head of the uh, label. Uh, it's not; it's a relatively small label, but they have done lots of projects with the jazz musicians. 
current uh, new musician who is Monty Alexander just joined the label recently and um, uh, they are having pretty good uh, success with the label and um, we recorded uh, album it's like 10 uh, songs um, so my idea was to um, instead of playing American songbook which we have to do when we're students at school, right? I decided to take these beautiful melodies from 60s, 70s, 80s, Georgian composers who wrote amazing music for movies, uh, let's say Georgian Soviet movies by the time we were part of Soviet Union. But of course it, it was significant, like difference than uh, different country movies, you know? And um, uh, why not I arrange these beautiful melodies and um, uh, improvise over them? So I arranged them. Uh, Miguel Zenon's um, Puerto Rican songbook was also one of the idea that um, when I talked to him once, he he suggested to he suggested to um, once I started making this arrangement. Oh. Uh, 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 so. Finally, I made this um, a few arrangements plus my compositions. Yeah, so pretty much the main idea is to promote and showcase these beautiful melodies through jazz trio setting around the world. Whenever I played first time, it was back. Oh, I was newly. Uh, I uh, I signed uh, with a Yamaha. I became Yamaha artist in 2016, and it was such a wonderful uh, fact in my life. Uh, and uh, they offered me to present this project, half of the project, let's say. I played these arrangements, and I played my original music, and uh, it was uh, quite success. And after oh, I. Whenever I was playing in different venues, like for example, Blues Alley or uh, in uh, Boston or in New York, uh, American audience, they loved it because melodies are very beautiful. So talk to me a little bit about what you hope the listener gets from this album. Well, I think uh, the um, purpose, um, what was, which was that I wanted to showcase these melodies. They will understand and they will they will get interested more about my country's culture. Uh, besides us having such a rich polyphonic music that none of the countries have such a beautiful music, um, we, um, and I showcase this, uh, uh, this, um, in the different projects, like for example, Project Voice uh, or Georgian Overtones, which uh, showcases this beautiful Georgian folk music. Uh, I my 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 plan is with all my projects to show around the world what my country can offer. Uh, as Igor Stravinsky said, that Georgian folk music can uh, offer more. Uh, than any contemporary music. So how did you get into the jazz? How did this journey into the music begin for you? It's actually all started 
happened in this building where I'm at right now, because I was a student, uh, uh, it was my teacher who showed me, Georgian composer, Oscar Peterson's music. And it was quite different than uh, I was practicing Bach or Beethoven's music. But um, I had this weird habit, which was I was always improvising over the classical music. So clearly I had this improvisation uh, ability. And, uh, you know, when I was graduating uh, Tbilisi State Conservatory, I wanted to move in U.S. and uh, change everything like because i was writing music i was playing everything by year all the music and stuff and um no i applied at berkeley i got full scholarship and i moved to boston and uh, uh when i moved to us actually i was surprised that jazz music uh was not like a mainstream that i thought because i thought every single person in the street was into jazz but i was wrong but um, this is the, uh, uh, I decided to learn everything, you know, harmony, jazz harmony, like the Berkeley has, the way Berkeley has this uh, system. And uh, at the same time, I was learning different types of music, such as um, like microtonal music, playing in the big bands, playing in like uh, singer showcases, arranging for Quincy Jones tribute show, where I was a musical director. And uh, this kind of lifestyle uh, really pushed me to stay in U.S. and uh, learn a lot from different musicians, from classmates. Uh, I was really fortunate to have a wonderful uh um uh, colleagues uh i mean colleagues now but like classmates by that time that i was learning a lot and uh berkeley is a school where you meet musicians from all around the world so uh i was really excited to study there but of course it was not enough so i decided to apply to Mahata school of music where i had a presidential scholarship it was all covered and this is where I mastered more of my jazz education with Jim McNeely, Gary Dial, I had, uh, Dave Liebman. I had a wonderful teachers. Plus, being in New York City, you know how important it is for a musician to play jam playing on the jam sessions and meeting all these mecca musicians that I used to just like listen their records, you know, while I was a student and after I was seeing them in live. Obviously, no, I had this like a freedom than classical music that forced me as a, as a composer as well. And um, when I moved in New York, I started, I asked myself, what's going to be my voice? What's going to be my sound? So I went back in my roots and, uh, all I do is to do Georgian music and with a different genres of music. So what was the first live jazz show you ever saw that really blew you away, that inspired you? Uh, it was actually in Georgia here. Um, I think it was Yaron Herman's concert, the live show that I heard, like international artist. And uh, I really liked it. And it was his... Uh, beginning of career and um, uh, mostly the, the best shows that I heard was mostly in US because there were not that many artists that are coming here it was that I, I do remember Marcus Miller's show it was a 2-2 revisited uh, project 
And it was amazing when I heard it, but it was more groove and, you know, Miles Davis legacy. Uh, but in terms of like a jazz pianist, uh, it was more when I heard Brad Muldown live in New York and uh, Robert Glasper, he was still playing his trio projects. Um, yeah, but one concert that blew my mind, like I would say, it was Charles Lloyd's concert. I was doing Betty Carter Jazz, Jazz Ahead program, uh, which is led by Jason Moran. And he was teaching us uh, some of the selected musicians who won this um, program. I was the participant in, back in 2013, and uh, uh, they had a concert um, at Kennedy Center. And it was a day when I said, clapping is too much. We have to just digest this music and don't clap and enjoying and being in quietness. <laughs> so that's one of the concerts that I do remember was just uh, spectacular. Also, I heard I had the pleasure to hear Keith Jarrett's one of the latest um, um, Carnegie Hall concert. So in this journey, you know, you educate, you perform live, you record, there's all these aspects, but what do you like the best about being a professional musician? What do you look forward to the most? Uh, so a wonderful question. I think it's just such a complex thing that I have in my head. Um, first of all, I would love to improve in my country, the jazz education. Um, and all the information and the experience that I get, uh, now I share at Berkeley with my students, but also I would like to take this all the information and bring this to here because I was lacking this information when I was a student as a classical pianist because there were no such a teachers and uh, nobody really knew like with depth. Everyone was like a self-taught by year musician. So... No, one of the ideas definitely to bring American culture in my country, but at the same time, uh, at the same time, we, I, I think would be amazing to all the upcoming projects that I would love to do. It's going to be promoting my country because Georgia is such a tiny country. Do people know that Georgians invented wine or one of the oldest culture of uh, polyphony comes from us? No, not yet. So I have this all the advantage to bring out the harmony from my country, from my homeland. So why do you love jazz? Freedom. Uh, mentality, different mentality. And... Uh, there are there are frames boundaries, but there are no boundaries at the same time. Um, so I'm curious. I think it's a, yeah, it's it's very simple. You know, it's very simple at the end. You know, there is freedom. There is something that no other style can give to you. Yeah. So let me ask you this: You have you know you're obviously international. You're you're going between Georgia and you're going to the to the states. You probably have a pretty good view on how strong jazz is these days. And after the pandemic, there was a lot of people that had to reevaluate whether or not they wanted to be a musician or not. 
What are you seeing here as we enter a new year? How strong is jazz from your point of view? Because I, I see this way. Uh, in general, education in the world gets less in uh, society. And to understand jazz, you need to have intelligence. You need to have quite enough musical background to understand forms, harmony. And um, because of the pop music now is taking over everything these days, um, and other genres, you know, jazz music is the, uh, in US, this is my uh, understanding that um, jazz audience is getting less and less. But it's getting more and more, I guess, in Europe, because, you know, there are still festivals, more festivals in Europe than in, in, in US. Unfortunately, young generation don't go to jazz concerts like as uh, more mature people. And uh, I think this is quite a problem that uh, young jazz musicians have to offer to too young to content to their contemporaries uh, music that they can understand and uh, it, it's, it's a quite tough job to do because mm, I would like to see young generation listening jazz music now but they don't listen that much and I see this as an issue unfortunately in the US more as uh, in the beginning I mentioned um, that uh, when I moved in US, I was in the classical music festival actually before Berkeley and I, the, the driver who picked me up, I started talking to him about Chick Corea's jazz trio album that I was listening over and over. And this guy was like, oh yeah, Chick Corea. Yeah, I know, of course, Chick Corea, but I don't know that album. And I was like, why don't you know this album? And I'm like, I was surprised. Uh, and I understood it's not mainstream. But jazz music always will be evolving because of uh, uh, jazz needs uh, um, new uh, harmonies. Uh, and uh, I think uh, a lot Eastern European musicians can offer this or Indian musicians, or people from uh, Indonesia. Uh, my mindset is always opened uh, as I understand jazz as freedom, as I said before. So if these boundaries would be more open, I think it can go back to where it was. Yeah. So let me ask you this, or, everyone. What's that? Please. No, oh, I'm please, sorry, please. You, you froze up a little bit. I didn't mean to cut you off. You froze up a little bit. I was just. Is, is it still? Is it still? Uh, is no, it we're still good frozen? now. Yeah, no, we're good okay. now. So I was going to ask you, everyone has a perception of you. Family, friends, fans, your students but you ultimately are in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, 
it's a it's quite a deep question. Um, I'm the mediator. Uh, how can I say the, the the middle person who translates uh, my country's um, how can I say uh, musical legacy to the world. And this is how my friends know me, and this is how my students know me. Because uh, my all other projects are different than others are doing. Uh, it's not because of this is um, I'm saying. It's, it's clearly different because I'm saying again that my country can offer a lot to the world, yeah, musically speaking. So as a Georgian composer, and jazz musician. I mean, I call myself as a, I'm a musician. Um, I can do a lot, and uh, I can bring this culture and being the, this person who would do who would do something interesting to the musical world. Excellent. So the new album is face to face. Where can people pick it up? Learn more about you and live shows. Where do they go? Oh, say again, sorry. Where can people pick up the new album or learn more about you and live shows? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, everything, um, uh, you know, nowadays we live in more of more or less digital world. Uh, the album will be released on uh, February 2nd in all the platforms. Um, and uh, I do have a... Um, Two shows, upcoming two shows, as a um, three shows total, uh, as a um, city release parties um, on uh, uh, in January twenty sixth and twenty seventh um, in Paris, and uh, the most important show is going to be in LPR Le Poisson Rouge, New York City, on February third, right next day of the. Um, um, presentation. I mean, as soon as the album will be out, uh, people can hear it on uh, February 3rd in live this music. Excellent. Hey, thank you so much for taking a minute out today. Best of luck. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning into another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Georgia, Boston, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.